I came home yesterday to the most delightful surprise. Do you know what I'm going to say? I know what you're going to say because I was the one who did it. <laughs> I came home yesterday and Jeff Dollar had taken it upon himself to decorate our house for fall, which may not sound like a huge deal, but it is because Jeff has a rule. I love fall and he says hard and fast, absolutely no fall decorations in my home until October 1st. So usually I'm the one that goes and gets the pumpkins and does all of that. And I came home yesterday on October 1st and the house was decorated. He had a little candy bowl out. He had pumpkins in, in by the front door. They were stacked on bricks so they would be different heights. I mean, I'm blown away. I actually, there was a lot of pressure in getting the pumpkins because I wanted to get like different sizes, different shapes. Now you can get white pumpkins and you mm -hmm. can get like different color ones. So I wanted to get, so I went real simple and I won't be offended if you have to rearrange them or get some other ones, but I wanted to start the process. And I think on if I'm being honest, the reason I don't like fall before October 1st is because I love summer so much. Right. But this streak of 90 plus degree days has me, I even me, over summer. Yeah, it's so pretty hot. I'm like, maybe if we all put pumpkins out, that'll absorb some of the sun energy and it'll cool off. Maybe that's my thinking. It, I don't know. It's scientific. Living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of the Upside, welcome. If you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and I am grateful today for the weather forecast that has temperatures going below 90 by this time next week. My name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for kind humans. All right, we have a packed episode of The Upside with Callie and Jeff today. Um, we've got your phone calls about stories that nobody believes. We've got my first dramatic cookbook reading. Callie's going to try to make you cry with a beautiful human story. Uh, and uh, we got to tell you about the necklace that Callie uh, has on sale right now at CallieandJeff.com and how it's already touching people. And it's only been in existence for three days. Yay. So all of that's coming up. But first, I have to tell you that, and I don't know if you've gotten any of these messages, but I got two messages and one person who came up to me in person, all of them I'm assuming are Jewish because they were at um, Rosh Hashanah services, mm -hmm. which I believe was sundown Sunday to sundown Tuesday, mm -hmm. the Jewish New Year. And at those services, the rabbi preached about, uh, do you say preach when it comes to a rabbi? I'm not sure. The rabbi spoke yes. about uh, gratitude and finding the positive in given situations. Three different services. I'm get maybe I don't know if it was all the same rabbi or I, I didn't think to ask what you know the name of the rabbi, but three different services these people went to, and everyone the message was gratitude. And I don't know if the Jewish faith is like I grew up Catholic, and if I remember correctly, there's like seasons where the the priest 
would speak about certain things. Mm -hmm. So like around Easter, it would be about rebirth. You know, right. Christmas, the, you know, Lent, so, all the same. Yeah. Right. There's, there were like different messages at different times of year. So I don't know if there is some head rabbi who dictated that the message this season would be gratitude mm -hmm. for the new year or if it's just coincidental. But uh, one, it's cool that that's the message. But two, it's really awesome that y'all thought to tell us that. And happy new year to all of our Jewish friends. Do you send out those texts to your Jewish friends? I do every year. Uh, I sent one to my friend Jimmy. He didn't write back. But when I sent it to him in perfect Jeff fashion, uh, the message right before was a question that he asked me like two months ago that I never answered. Nice. So Also, if um, Jimmy's fairly like observant, so if there is something that says that you're not supposed to, you know, I don't know, be on your phone or whatever, right. like Jimmy would be the one that would be focused on. That's true. On services and on right. family and, and what you're supposed to be focused on. So he would be the person that wouldn't have a phone or would be, you know, he's yeah. very traditional. And you know what? Maybe that's my religion. Maybe my religion says be patient with text messages from Jeff. <laughs> Maybe that's my little branch of Catholicism, right? Maybe that's what it is. That doesn't so. even make sense, but I love you. <laughs> I'm just trying. We took a series of unbelievable story calls. So we were talking about, well, it all started with a woman twice rescuing a baby deer from a fence. And we made the point that had she not recorded it, no one would have believed her because that's almost an unbelievable story. It was the same deer two times. So if it was one deer once, you'd be like, oh, okay, maybe that could have happened. But the same deer twice... Unbelievable. And then we were talking about Jeff has an unbelievable story that um, like one of his first times ever making out with a chick, he made out with two that were related. So yeah, like, no one believes Jeff. We actually have to address that real quick because I made a mistake when I told the story yesterday. Uh, my message is for Jeff in regards to the stories that no one believes. You should go back and listen to how you said that because you gave me a, a small heart attack because you said, yes, I was at summer camp and I made out with two cousins. And it was only a few seconds later into the conversation that I realized you meant two girls that were cousins with each other and not, in fact, your cousin. So oh. just saying you might want to tell that story by saying I made out with two girls who were cousins with each other <laughs> instead of the other way. Love you guys. Yeah. Well, we probably won't be telling that story again. <laughs> that, that, number one, it's unbelievable, so it never comes up. Number two, it's not really something that I talk about a lot. And it's also, like, not upsidey at all and, like, probably not something we want our future children to hear. Ever. Well, and, you know, <laughs> also keep in mind, like, Growing up in the North, making out with your cousin wasn't really an issue the way it is. Right. That's more of a thing. We down Southers. Yeah. No. <laughs> down no, Southers? We no, we don't. Is that, Move your, is that your fancy way of saying Southerners? Us down Southers. You know what? I have been awake for a period. I'm tired. Okay. Right. So words are hard. You messed up your words with the cousins and the whatever. So hall pass slide. Here are the, uh, some of the messages. We got so many. So I'll play some here. I'll put some at the end of the show, but these are some of the highlights. Unbelievable stories that you shared with us by calling 800-434-5454. Hey guys, I'm calling from Atlanta with an unbelievable story. 
to set the tone. I am your typical stay-at-home wife, mother of two little kids. Like, I'm on the bunco team in my neighborhood. <laughs> this is who I am. So one day I get pulled over for a taillight being out. I'm taking my kids to the playground. Um, the cop comes over and asks me uh, if there's anyone who can come get my kids because he's going to arrest me for some felony charges. Went to jail. <laughs> the whole thing, jumpsuit, shackles, got put in a cell with a pregnant woman coming off of a mess binge. Come to find out, someone with my name and almost my same birthday had committed all of these felony charges and had a warrant out for her arrest, and he got us mixed up. Oops. Um, it was uh, traumatic, to say the least, but, you know, I'm a, I'm, it's been a couple of years. I can laugh about it now. It's, it's, you know, my favorite party trick, you know, the two truths and a lie. I always win that one. That's my crazy story. Love you guys. Wait. That would have been a great way to pitch that is what would you absolutely win in two truths and a lie? Yes, because and, or what, why will you never pay for a beer again? And because you um, get at any bar, you go, I have a better story than you do. I'll bet you a beer. You know, that almost happened to me once. You got arrested on a felony charge. Almost. I got pulled over at night uh, once and I was living alone. It was kind of sketchy, but I got pulled over really late at night. I don't even remember where I was going. Was and they a, told me was it a real cop or was it? Well, like that's what I don't know. Like, because at night you can't see their car. Like, you can see the lights, but you can't read their car. So I, of course, was freaked out because I got pulled over on a side street, and the guy was like, "You need to turn your car off. There's a warrant for your arrest. I'll be right back, and I need your, you know, ID. Like, there's whatever." Uh -huh. And I called my dad, and I was bawling. I mean, I was like in hysterics. I woke my dad up in the middle of the night. I'm like, Dad. They're telling me I'm about to go to jail, all this stuff. And I don't know if it's because he saw me on my phone or saw me in hysterics, but he was like, oh, yeah, uh, it was someone else. I'm sorry. Bye. Well, maybe and I was like, I am going to kill you. That is the scariest thing ever. Maybe it was something like with your license plate close or something like that. Um, he didn't tell me, but honestly, I got like a really weird vibe and I kind of think I'm like wondering if it was a real cop, like I should have called 911 like, and been like, can you verify that this is one of your officers? Cause you, I'm a woman and I'm alone and I'm in a back road and this is weird. You can do that. You can call, uh, I wonder how that works now because you're not allowed to hold your phone in so many states, including Georgia. Oh, I would totally get a ticket for that. If I was parked on the side of the road, I mean, at that point, it's it could be a life and But life when you're driving, thing. like if you're on a road with no streetlights or somewhere scary, you if you call 911 and say, here's where I am, and there's a car behind me that has blue lights on it, but they don't look like proper blue mm -hmm. lights, um, can you confirm that somebody's trying to pull me over? Like they... The, the police officer calls it in before. Right. Or you, know. you pull over and then you immediately call because it takes them like they don't jump out of the car and come to your window like it's well, that they, they run your plate. If they have shady intentions, they do. That's true. Yeah. I so would. Anyways, if you're ever did you know that if you didn't know that and you ever get pulled over and you want to verify that it's a legitimate police officer, you can call 911 and they will verify that it is a real police officer. Or what if it's not? Are they just like, get the heck out of there? Like, go, go, go. No, I think they probably tell you where to drive and they start sending cops because oh that's like a that's like a double felony like impersonating a police officer. Oh, my gosh. That is so scary. What is Bunko? She said, I'm a member of the know, Bunko team. I My mom know. used to play Bunko. I think Katie, who does our newsletter, plays Bunko. I know. I've definitely heard of it, but I have no clue what it is. 
Well, it'll lead you to jail. That's what I've learned. So stay away <laughs> from it, kids. Steer it's the clear, hard stuff. Steer clear of Bunko. Here's um, kind of a sad, happy one that we got. Hi, this is Leslie calling to tell you about the completely unbelievable thing I don't tell many people. Um, my husband's grandmother passed away a couple of years ago. And about two weeks after she passed, I woke up, realized one of my fur babies, our oldest one, Mikey, had not come to bed. I went to go see where he was, and he was on the sleep, couch asleep, curled up in a little ball, and I got close to him, and the smell on him, he smelled just like my husband's grandmother, Babu, we called her. And, I mean, it was like he had been rolling all over her all night long. You know, some people have a smell, their perfume or, you know, something that reminds you of them sent him to go jump in the bed with my husband and he said oh my god Leslie he smells like Babu and I believe Babu came to visit and she wanted us oh to know gosh, she was chills. here and that she was good and I believe that's how she did it with our fur baby she knew we would know and we would smell her all over him so that's my completely unbelievable story love you guys please keep doing what you're doing every day it's making a difference I totally believe that so you think the dog, the smell was just placed angelically on the dog and it wasn't that the dog went and found like a blanket or something of grandma's. Oh, I hadn't thought about and that. And rolled on it. But even if the, what I'm saying is even if the dog did do that, that could still be a sign. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Right. Especially if you've never noticed that smell on the dog before. Oh my gosh. That gave me goosebumps. Animal, you know, and I believe, I firmly believe that there is like, you know, the, whatever the realm is, the spirit world or whatever is exists and is a thing and children know about it and animals and know animals, about it, yep. but adults who have learned to reason and can't like, they don't listen or something. They're they not paying attention as much. And they, and they dismiss things that a kid is like, Oh, grandpa was in the room yesterday. You're like, um, what? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like a, a, a like a, an adult is like, oh, that was just a dream, right? But a kid's like, no, it was grandpa. He sat on the edge of the bed. He told me a story, and blah blah blah. That's why I think they come to people through kids and through pets. Yes. So we'll listen. And we've heard this a lot lately, unrelated to this topic. But um, that's why children and dogs have a uh, and animals have like a sixth sense about humans, about yeah. who good people are and bad people are. All right, one more um, unbelievable story call. Hey, Callie and Jeff. Um, several years ago, I was pulling into my neighborhood after work and noticed what I assumed was a pile of grass clippings on the sidewalk. So I pulled over and upon further inspection, realized that it was actually a giant lizard, maybe four feet long with a really like two foot long tail. So you know, I'm thinking it's really strange. It's probably someone's pet. It was pretty close to the road. So I pulled the car over and found a stick. And I started waving the stick at it <laughs> to see if I could just get it to shift away from the road until I could kind of figure out what to do. And then all of a sudden, it jumped up on its two hind legs and ran off on two <laughs> legs. So I go home and tell my family. And of course, no one believes me. 
to this day, I still get made fun of for that story, but it, it did actually happen. <laughs> mm-hmm, Bye. <laughs> so you, that's so funny. So one of our, this is awesome. And tell when you're promoting this podcast to all of your friends, make sure you say that one of their listeners actually encountered a baby T-Rex <laughs> <laughs> and it had tiny little arms and it had a little head and it, and it roared. I love you as it ran away. So oh uh, we'll play some more of those at the very end of the show. Thank you so much for, for calling and being a part of the show. And remember that we have a phone number that you can call 24 hours a day, seven days a week and leave comments on this or anything you want. It's 800 434 5454. All right. Are you ready to move on to the dramatic cookbook readings that I have been given permission to do? I am actually very excited about this. Um, who is Laura Lee, who is the person who gave me the first? Um, she's on Instagram as Laura Lee Balanced. And that's L A U R A L E A B A L A N C E D. And she is one of the reasons Callie didn't want me to do this segment last week. But then she reached out to me and said, hey, why haven't you done the cookbook readings yet? Um, Okay, so Laura Lee is someone that I found through the random search feature on Instagram. Like she populated in my newsfeed a couple years ago. And then I got to go on a press trip with um, Vital Farms Eggs and she was on it. And I got to meet her and she is the most, I don't use this word, but it perfectly describes her. She is the most lovely human being ever. Lovely. She's lovely. And um, she's a certified holistic chef. And she just is the sweetest person. She is so smart. She's so um, well-spoken. She's good at teaching people about food in a non-threatening way. I just adore her. I adore her. Well, Callie didn't. What I wanted to do was take these these essays that come before recipes, and I wanted to read them in a very dramatic fashion before getting to the recipe. And Callie says, we can't do that. We have too many friends who have written cookbooks. I have too many friends who who I talk to regularly who have cookbooks and they'll be insulted by it. And I was like, fine, you're right, that's fine. And then Laura Lee reached out and said, oh no, go for it. And she explained to me, I was texting with her today on Instagram. Mm-hmm. She explained to me that for a written, like a cookbook, mm-hmm. not, not an internet post, but cookbook, um, publishers, want that sort of context to fill space on the page. And I actually really like it when I'm invested in the, to me, it's like watching Instagram stories for a blog that I like or something. Like I like reading the stories behind the inspiration when I know someone, but if I don't and I'm sitting at home on Saturday and I just want an easy four recipe waffle thing. And then you're like, scroll, scroll, scroll. Like I just want to get, I don't know this person. I don't care why they're sitting in Connecticut. Like, I don't know. Right. We were at, we were at the shore of the lake, just studying the kayaks going by silently in the morning <laughs> mist. I thought I would love a croissant, but okay. So uh, she actually sent me the the first recipe I'm going to do. Um, it did you is, pick this out? She did. She picked it out and sent it to me, and I <laughs> I read it quickly. And there's one three word phrase in this recipe that is the reason I'm doing the whole thing. Okay. All right. Um, it is for a uh, a hummus. Okay. Mm-hmm. And you said she's a holistic chef. So that means like her foods all lean in the direction of, of being good for you and healing and what nourishing. And yes. Okay. Well, this is an anti-inflammatory hummus. So if you're swollen, I'm guessing if you find yourself puffy and craving hummus, this <laughs> is your answer. Oh. 
I created this stunning antioxidant-packed hummus for a lecture on the relationship between food and skin health. Whatever we ingest, we manifest outwardly. So truly radiant skin reflects a nutritious diet. The vibrant color in this dip represents free radical battling compounds, which will help repair your skin, nails, and hair. Anti-inflammatory ingredients are soothing from the inside out. And I need to mention that this hummus is as scrumptious as it is beautiful and healthful. I've taught classes for professional male athletes who cannot stop devouring this bowl of hot pink goodness and immediately requested the recipe. Anti-inflammatory root veggie hummus from Laura Lee. Now I don't know about you, but I am craving right now some hot pink goodness. <laughs> Especially if that hot pink goodness is anti-inflammatory. Oh my god. <laughs> I have so many thoughts. Um, my first thought is, <laughs> I can't stop laughing, but I can't even repeat everything that you said because I was just l listening to that like slightly inappropriate music bed behind it. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, that's the whole thing is like, this was just a story. This is a story about a, a lecture that she was giving and, and, and her, her, you know, whatever. But like, I'm going to find recipes that have journeys. Right. I'm yeah. going to have recipes where you're next to a babbling brook and we'll have the sound of that brook with birds tweeting overhead and, you know, angels dancing or whatever. The whisper <laughs> voice of your, your dead great, great grandmother, re, you know, reminding you or whatever. All that stuff. I'm going to incorporate all of that. Oh and it's just going to it's going to bring the food to auditory <laughs> life. This okay. Is, when I imagine you sitting at home alone all day, this is what I imagine you doing. <laughs> Just me and my hot pink goodness. Talking to yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, so would you like me to make that for you? Would that fit in your new um, food plan? Because it is from- Well, it's Laura. not really a food plan, but um, yeah. No, it sounds really- I have never made anything from Laura Lee that I would not make again. Her cookbook, in all honesty, is the one that's in, that Callie uses the most that has so many post-it notes sticking out of it with, um, you know, like the the how good the recipe was or the modifications or whatever. I mean, every other recipe has been made and is used. She's so fantastic. She also has a really cool section in her cookbook um, that is kind of like a education part of the cookbook. So you don't have to feel it's. I get intimidated by, you know, healthy things, but this explains why it works and how you can also use the healthy, healthy things that you're buying in other ways. So you're not wasteful. Anyways, 
I love you, Laura Lee. Thank you for playing. She is also helping me and this is not her job, but she's had a really interesting journey with her relationship with food. And, um, she's publicly talked about it, which is the only reason I'm talking about it on here, but she used to have, um, an unhealthy relationship with food. And she realized that in becoming a chef has really helped her have a great relationship with food and, and she's really healthy. And I realized recently that I have a really off kilter relationship with food. This blows me away. Cause you've said this and I have not seen it, but I think when I, I think of people having an unhealthy relationship with food, like my brain immediately goes to like, the extreme of like eating disorders or starvation or something like that. Yeah. And it's not, I didn't realize that your head was arguing with you about everything you ate. Well, and I didn't realize that it was like a disordered thing. Like for me, I don't know. Okay. So probably a year and a half ago, I did the beach body program and I didn't really know what it was when I signed up. I thought I was getting like a wellness plan that was meant specifically for me. I did not realize that it was beach body, but fast forward it is. And it's regimented eating. Like you eat at the same time every day and you eat like portion control. Just saw me do it. Like you you're doing portions, but it's really strict. And I lost but a you, bunch of weight. You didn't do it a year and a half ago. You did it before our wedding. Didn't you? No. Was like oh, okay. No. Um, but I have it's done basically like that mom's on call though, but for adults. What do you mean? Like, isn't mom's on call the one where the baby eats at the same time every day, goes to bed at the same time every day, has a snack at the, <laughs> every day. So it's it's basically mom's on call, but for kind of. Okay. So I was doing this plan and I lost like 12 pounds, which was great. I felt really good, but then I hadn't done the diet in a year. And I realized about a month ago that I still, every single thing I put in my mouth, I either judge myself for what time I'm eating it or that it's not enough X that the plan taught me, or it's not enough Y or whatever. And it's such an obsession that I need to put an end to that thinking because it's very dangerous. So your issue now isn't necessarily like finding a diet or getting into shape for anything like that. It's, it's the thought that you wanted to, and correct me if I'm wrong, but you just said, Oh, I got to start eating healthier. And when you tried to do that, you realized your roadblock was what, was put into your brain a year and a half ago. Is that right? Yeah. And it's not even wanting to be healthier. I just see all of these people who I consider and Laura Lee's one of them who live freely with food. Like they know so much about what they're putting into their body that they can still, I see these people eating all the food that I want to eat, but they're healthy. They have energy. They look great. They feel great. Their skin's great. Like all of these things. Yeah. Cause and I hot pink goodness. I just, cause of hot pink goodness. And the only way that I know how to do that is from a diet that made me obsessed with times and vegetables. And so anyways, I realized that I talked to, I talked to my therapist about it. And then I, I called Laura Lee because, um, you know, she is not a nutritionist, but she has been down that road. And I was like, look, I feel like I'm obsessed with food in an unhealthy way. It doesn't alter my food choices, but I spend an abnormal amount of time criticizing myself for what I eat or what I don't eat or what time I eat it or whatever. And I've got to stop. So my therapist thought that I should get some perspective from you. And, um, she, we had a nice talk and she's kind of helping me experiment with some things that I would never experiment with. Cause they're not in a quote unquote diet plan. Are you going to experiment with hot pink goodness? Maybe. Wow. <laughs> 
<laughs> Most people do that in college. <laughs> I feel like you're not taking me seriously. No, I am. I just, I'm still laughing at the dramatic reading. No, but I'm taking you very seriously. Anyway, so I mentioned this on my social media. A lot of people um, said that they had a similar struggle and it's not, you know, a, hey, I have an eating disorder. It's just, there's a problem and I can see where it's going and it's not good. So I need to stop it. I just don't know how to stop the, the obsession. So she's helping me with that. My therapist is helping me with that, but, um, it's just something interesting that I've discovered about myself and I'm not, you know, I don't have advice or anything cause I'm not sure how to get out of it, but, um, yeah. But stay tuned because eventually you will be out of it and then you'll know. I hope so. Cause I would like to be freedom from food. Yay. Thank you so much to our friends at Hemp Fusion for coming on board and being a part of the Upside podcast this week, or I'm sorry, the Upside show. Ever since I said we're going to start calling it a show and not a podcast, people love to point out every time I say podcast. Trust me. It's accountability I, buddies. I hear it in my own head. Accountability buddies. We also have to change the voice at the beginning and end of the show too. I didn't even catch that. Oh, yeah. If we're going to start. So uh, anyway, so thank you so much to Hemp Fusion for being a part of the show. We do appreciate it. Um, Hemp Fusion is a, a CBD company. And what they do is they combine CBD with other ingredients, um, terpenes and omegas, and they deliver this to your body in combination with those other items because it actually works better. And, um, there's so CBD has appeared so quickly and rose to prominence so fast that there's a lot of companies out there who are just putting CBD and CBD blends on market without really doing the research. Hemp fusion has got you covered. So whether you're trying to manage stress, whether you're trying to sleep better, whether you need more energy, hemp fusion can help you out, but you got to go to their website, hempfusion.com. And if you use the word upside, when you check out, they'll cut 20% off your bill. So go to hempfusion.com and remember the code word upside when you check out. That's a great place to start if you want to learn all about CBD. Okay. I have a beautiful human, well, beautiful humans alert and mascara alert majorly. You're going to cry when you hear this. I can't hear it without crying. This is amazing because it involves one beautiful human, one man, the, the guest of honor, if you will, and then hundreds, if not thousands of other beautiful humans all coming together. It's gives me chills just to think about it. Army Private First Class Edward Pearson died in August. He was 80 years old, and um, a social worker noticed that he didn't have any family and took the liberty of going to a funeral home, Legacy Options Funeral and Cremation Services, and the owner said, yes, absolutely, we have to do something. So they placed his obituary, and they said, you know, this guy doesn't, this veteran doesn't have any family. If you'd like to come, here are the times, you know, here's the time for the service. A neighbor saw it, reached out uh, for his discharge papers so he could have military honors at his funeral as every service member should. Have you, it's a your, very big deal. Your grandfather had military honors, right? Mm -hmm. oh. He was in the Air Force and it was, I mean, the taps start going and yes. I just lost it. I, Yeah. And the 21, really gun, the 21 gun salute and the presentation of the flag and all of that. It's, it's, it's one of the most beautiful things to witness and to be a part of. And I I've been to a couple funerals where, where that happens. It's hard to hold it together. Yes. It's and it's important. And it, I'm glad that the neighbor was able to track down whatever officially had to be tracked down mm -hmm. in order to have the full military honors at the f funeral, because that's, it's so 
dignified and it's so important for our veterans. It is. Are you about to cry saying that? I'm about to cry because <laughs> I'm thinking of the, I'm thinking of how this little segment is going to end. And I teared up when I heard it earlier, <laughs> just okay. like you did. Okay. So they placed the obituary in the paper a lot. Oh, it kind of went viral. It was on the upside Facebook group. Someone posted it. And, um, I, you want to know the a true story? What? When I saw it in the upside Facebook group, I, um, put it in maps to see how far of a drive it was. Oh my gosh. I totally would have gone. I just saw T-Bird being like, oh my gosh, I would totally go for this guy. Anyways, a lot of people had the same thought and over a thousand people showed up. There was traffic everywhere. It was crazy to give him the proper burial that he deserved. Um, and his, his service was today, right? Yeah. His service was, uh, yesterday. Yesterday. That's right. His service was yesterday. And, um, Robin Mead from Morning Express with Robin Mead. I'm an assistant there and she did it on her show and what she said and and the the salute that she gave him on her show just made me cry and um, I wanted to play a second of that. He will receive military honors. And sir, if you never heard it, thank you for your service. Rest in peace. today? Uh, yeah, I totally cried at work today. I think everybody did. Um, it was just, she just has, that wasn't even scripted. She just has a beautiful way of saying thank you. And, um, well, she does a great yeah. job of supporting the, the military, not just when she's reporting on stories like this, but every, yeah, she, every did, day. she does something every day, right. To honor every uh, single a day. service person. Yes. She does salute to troops. Um, and she gives people the space to say thank you to our, um, our service members. All right. What's his name? One last time. Edward K. Pearson or Army Private First Class Edward K. Pearson. Rest in peace, sir, and thank you for your service. Now, changing the direction about as much as we possibly can. <laughs> We're going 180 <laughs> degrees in a different direction. Uh, I forgot to post the cat poop survey on the Facebook group. So I am going to do that right now. So it will be up for the rest of tonight. And then when this episode releases tomorrow, and then it'll be up all day tomorrow, I'm going to put it in the Facebook group. I'll put it up on my Instagram. But we need to resolve the, the issue with the end of the show. I have to go eat some cat poop. Okay, bye. Now, you may not have posted this poll, but I was getting messages about it all day yesterday. Okay. What were, were they? House yet? divided. Okay. See, that's the thing. So here's what I think we do. And this is, I think you post the poll. Does it have to be just two options or can it be three? Is there a third? What is the third option? Well, cause I feel like we're pretty divided. The third option is I think you surprise people with it, but you always end with voicemails. And then sometimes you end with cat poop. But the reason I like ending with the same thing is because it's an indic. It's like closure. It's like the end of the show. It's like it indicates the end of the show. And the only thing that I really loved about it was that the fact that it ended with, okay, bye. Like, I just thought that was funny. Then what if you clip out the okay, bye, and that's our end? Okay, bye. Because that's so quick. So? <laughs> just so I feel, that feels like a compromise. It just is so complicated. No, 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 no. Don't bring back the cat poop, please. Ah. Y'all are stressing me out. <laughs> At some point yesterday, she realized that she took nine seconds out of her life to leave a message about cat poop. I about, love it. About an imaginary dog 
eating imaginary cat poop. I love it. It brings me joy. <laughs> okay. Well, so, I think what you do is I think you just go on your Instagram right now yep. and you put a poll up and yes. you say, keep it or lose it. And then see if it sways majorly in one way or the other. And I'll put it on the Facebook group too. Okay. And then, so we'll, so, so and then you're, we'll take it from there. you're saying just see if it's overwhelmingly keep or overwhelmingly dump. Mm -hmm. But what if it ends up 50, 50 again? Let's, let's cross that bridge when we get there. Let's eat that poop when we find it. Is that what you meant? No, no, that's not what I meant. <laughs> I have to go eat some cat poop. Okay, bye. All right, one, uh, what were you going to say? I was going to say, just to clarify that it's not the end of our show. No, that's not the end of our show. All right, um, we do, we are going to end with a, uh, with a message though about the necklaces that you're selling at callieandjeff.com. Do you want to explain the significance of the number one? I do. Um, okay. So we are doing a little mini series of necklaces with jewelry designer, Amy left. She owns a business called throwing stars jewelry. And we put the numeral one and also one in cursive on some necklaces. And the significance of one is to serve as a reminder for you and a talking point to others when they see your necklace saying like, why do you, what's numb? What's what's one. <laughs> so you could say it's a reminder to do one kind thing for one person every single day and spread a little light in the world. And you have, um, these two necklaces. Is it a limited edition thing? Like, is it a it's buy not it soon? A, it's not a limited edition thing, but if people don't show interest now, then we're not going to do like a big, you know, if people love it and they're totally okay. into it. Then we'll keep them for sale. Um, and do them like, you know, a Amy's hand making them. So it's not something I'm going to have her make a bajillion of them and then have them sit in the store. But you it. can do it on like an as order basis. And they're so beautiful. All right, cool. Well, uh, we just talked about this the other day. Um, I think they went on sale over the weekend and we're, we're already getting people who are relating to this message of one, this one and this one act of kindness message that you're putting out. This is Courtney from Flowery Branch, Georgia. I teach seventh grade language arts at a local middle school. And I wanted to let you know that I absolutely love the whole idea of the power of one and one kindness. And I actually have challenged my kids every morning to think of the power of one and imagine if every seventh grader did one intentional kind thing for someone every day, how different would our world and our school be? And so my daily challenge, I remind them in the morning and during homeroom, and I get to see my kids at the end of the day, and they get to tell me and write down the one kind thing that they did that was intentional that day. And they share with me, and I share with them, and we hold each other accountable. And it's going really great, and I appreciate being able to add a little bit of upside and positivity to my middle school classroom. Love you guys. The show's great. Keep doing what you're doing. Thanks. I love that. And I love all these teachers that are implementing things in their classroom, because for me, I grew up with really kind, you know, parents that were very nurturing and loving, but not everyone gets that at home. Some people do lucky kids do, but, um, teachers, thank you. Cause that is so, so important. I know a lot of people are bullied in school. Um, when you're bullied, I think that's usually where it starts, right? Is when you're in school and, and combating that is so important. So thank you so much. And the one act of kindness, the one kind thing, think of how many, um, potential bullying situations were interrupted by somebody performing their act of kindness. I just, oh my gosh, it makes me want to cry thinking about it. And I think it's the hardest thing to teach your kids too. Like I think about that all the time. Like how are we going to teach our kid? And I think the idea of the power of one is a great 
thing that kids can understand. How are we going to teach them what? How to be kind? Yeah. I think we're kind. Well, we are. We're We're kind in our house, but you have to prepare kids to go out into the world and for people to be unkind to them and and prepare them for how to react to that and how to respond. Oh, when when we have kids, I'll make sure that by the time they're 30, they're ready to leave the house. Oh my gosh. If we have daughters, by the way, they're never leaving the house, according to Jeff Dollar. And I did want to say a couple little superficial things about the necklace. Um, Can I say that? Yeah, of course. Do we have time? Okay. Yeah, plenty of time. Okay. Hashtag no buses. Right. Um, <laughs> so the necklaces, here's the things. We did them in two price points, two colors to try to like cover our territory. I got one or two questions about the price points. And here's the deal. Can I mass produce something for you that is dirt cheap? Yes, I can. Am I going to do that? No. If I can avoid it, no. And here's why. I want it to last for you. I know how hard you work for your money and I don't want you. I would rather you spend $40 on something that I know is going to last to be great for you than spend $20 that I know is going to be a total waste for your money. I just don't feel good about doing that. And this designer um, owns a small business. It's her and I think she's amazing and I love supporting that. So I love throwing a couple extra bucks towards, um, people in their own businesses. I know how I feel when people support my small business. So, um, I I love to be able to support someone else's small business. That's it. (laughs) Thank you for listening to the upside podcast with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. We are going to see your dad later today. And are we going to hit him with our question? Oh, yeah, we are. And it's funny because, okay, we were at dinner, family dinner on Sunday. And Jeff has this idea. He wants my dad to voice some of our butcher box commercials because my dad loves grilling. And he is like, I'm not even going to call him an enthusiast. Like he has taken classes on grilling. He has he, a he, notebook. He went to a class at the, the Big Green Egg World Headquarters. Dr. Brisket. With that, I was trying to think of his name, Dr. Brisket. He has a notebook and every time he grills anything, he writes down the seasoning, the temperature. I, like, I'm not kidding. Jeff has seen it. It's he a was, literal notebook. He was very upset uh, last time he made ribs because he had two, uh, two or three different dry rubs on the ribs under the sauce and and they got mixed up on the grill. Oh my gosh, he was so So he couldn't tell us exactly which one was which and it bummed him out so much because he it would screw it was gonna screw up his chart. So we do a lot of taste testing and Jeff he's coming over here because he and his best friend from high school wanna see our studio, which I'm not even kidding you, is two microphones on our dining room table. Like I think his friend is probably going to be a little underwhelmed, <laughs> right. but, um, we're Jeff wants to, I brought this up on Sunday dinner and Jeff was like, yeah, shh, shh. he's going to ambush my dad and try to force him into doing butcher box ad spots for us. Cause they're coming back as a partner next week uh-huh. and, uh, do some segments Gr- for us on grilling, grilling with Greg brought to you by butcher box. And I think he could just do like a 20 second or 30 second tip on grilling. And the thing is that you, my dad used to do radio commercials right. back in the day. And I think he right. finds nostalgia in and he's always like, well, I'd never do that. But then he's like, hi, Callie and Jeff. This is Allie from Washington, D.C. And the story from my life that no one believes is that I ran into Steve Martin um, at a hotel in New York City while I was eating breakfast. And I caught him as he was leaving and I play the banjo. So I thanked him for inspiring my parents to put a banjo in our house. And I didn't get a picture with him 
because I was trying to be polite. So in 2019, when I tell that story, the people who do believe me ask to see the photo, and I don't have one. So that's my story. Say, thank you so much for what you're doing. Love the upside. Love you guys. Bye. Hey, Jeff and Kelly. This is Katie from Dallas. Um, I have a story that nobody believes, or at least my husband doesn't believe. Um, my car was hit by a turkey one time, and um, I was driving down the road, and this turkey flew out of the woods and hit my car and uh, <clears throat> busted out the side mirror and everything. And when I got home, there was even feathers hanging out. But my husband insists to this day that I hit the turkey, and the turkey didn't hit me. <laughs> so that's my uh, story that nobody seems to believe, so I usually don't tell that story. <laughs> So my unbelievable story is that I have an identical twin sister, and we totally switched classes in seventh grade all day and completely got away with it. None of our teachers ever knew, only a few select peers that we told to help us get us through the day and into the proper seats in class knew, but no one else knew. We completely got away with it, and it just sounds so stereotypical for identical twins to do that. Sometimes it's almost unbelievable. I have to go eat some cat poop. Okay, bye.